everyone and welcome to the Adam Nova Podcast. And Happy New Year and 2021. Even though 2020 hasn't been the year we all wanted, we can still celebrate the New Year by saying Happy New Year to one another. And even though we didn't get the fireworks displayed um, yesterday due to COVID-19, we can still celebrate the New Year. So, today, I'm back with another episode today, and this one is called African News, Sports News. Welcome to Rugby News, Part 1. Okay, now I have, and now today we will be doing Rugby League News. Okay. And before I start the episode, I would like you guys to listen to my other episodes, which are available on your usual podcast platforms. Anyways, let's start the podcast episode. Okay. First, let's start with the headlines. Burrow made MBE a million honors. London Broncos signed Hankinson and Abbas Barrow inducted into Rhinos Hall of Fame. Southwood signed New Zealand forward Taylor. Rhinos agreed to Sayumandiku guy release. Leeds signed Penrith forward Tivano. Southwood extend in his deal for 2021. Lisan Tyurene from Catalans. Harrison Field, signed Jim and Yates. RFL outlines 2021 Challenge Cup champ and League One format. More concussion research needed. Seafield. Woods and Shore Rocks leave Wingam Warriors. Wakefield bring in Hull Coach Last. Merbrig signs three year Catalan's deal. Nerd to history or coffee shop logo, Wingam Warriors badge slips opinion. The forgotten story of Britain's first black coach. And before we start the episode, I would like you guys to subscribe to my podcast. And also, follow me on Instagram. If you want to talk to me, go and get my WhatsApp number, which is available on Facebook. Anyways, let's start the episode. Formula One World Champion, Lewis. Hamilton has been knighted in the Queen's New Year Honors list. The Brighton 35 sealed the seventh driver's title at the Turkish Grand Prix in November, equaling Michael Schumacher's championships record. Rugby league legend Rob Barrow is made an NBE for services to rugby and his awareness campaign, signed being diagnosed with motor neuron disease. British Billy Jean King Cup captain and Kate also becomes an MBE. The former British number one 37 represented Great Britain in the event previously known as the Fed Cup before coming before becoming captain in twenty sixteen. Other members made an MBE include former Tottenham and Chelsea striker Jimmy Graves and ex Wolves midfielder Ron Flowers, both World Cup winners with England in nineteen sixty six. Greaves, who later became a popular television personality, suffered a severe stroke in 2015 
And it's something he said of the MPE. We are very, very proud of Dad. Always have been, always will be. At almost 81, to receive an honor from Her Majesty the Queen is just something very, very special. And here is a video. Jimmy Greaves watched great goals of Tottenham, Chelsea, West Ham, and England striker. I'm sorry, but I think the content cannot play. Anyways, let's continue. Following rugby union side, Exeter Chefs domestic and European titles last season, director of rugby Rob Baxter is made an OBE well captain. Joe Simmons becomes, becomes an MBE. I couldn't quit work out if it was real or whether it was spam or someone having bit of a prank. Baxter said of the moment he received the news. It turned up by email and not in an official letter. You download it, read it, and check who it has been emailed from with a Google search. I was sunk there with my life with my wife, both of us in a slightly bemused state. My family are delighted. Former England captain Gillian Coulthard has been appointed an MBE for services to football along with former Swansea City and Wales forward Alan Curtis. Chairman and of the Resource Course Association, Maggie Carver, has been a, made a CBE as he has a former junkie Bob Champion and Chief Executive and Secretary of the R&A, Peter Dwanson. Promoter Barry Hearn becomes an OBE for services to sports having been involved in boxing, snooker, and darts among other sports. It has been a great joy to be involved in such a wide range of sports for over 40 years, said Hearn. To be recognized for that work is an honor. Former rugby football league and ex-football association chief executive and former BBC head of sport Brian Barwick, now chairman of football's National League, receives an OBE. Well, meanwhile, Great Britain wheelchair rugby chair Kevin Hson is made an MBE and footballer turned boxer Curtis Woodhouse is among those to receive the British Empire Medal. Hamilton honored after twenty after his third year. Let's play the video, shall we? It's going to play. I actually always thought it was going to happen. Lewis has had that focus, and so have we as a family. No, I met Mum Dennis. We read in the autograph book, um, phoned me in nine years, and um, we'll sort something out. Lewis Hamilton wins! If he can do this after six races, what might he achieve in the future? The eight-year-old me would be telling me today that he's, hopefully he's proud. racist names being called to me. I just ignore them and get them back on the track. I just remember watching Michael Schumacher win world championships. It's very, very surreal to have my name brought up in the same sentence as his. Recognize me now. I'm Lewis Hamilton.
That's right, that is Lewis Hamilton, seven-time winner of the Formula One race. Anyways, Hamilton won his first world title with Mark Lennon in 2008 with further successes in 2014, 2015, 2017, 2018, and 2019. He clinched a 7th World Championship and became the most successful F1 driver ever when he won the Turkish Grand Prix in November 2020. The Mercedes driver has already surpassed Hampshire's record number of race wins the previous month with Hamilton's total now standing at 95. After the instable victory, Hamilton said he felt like he was only just getting started, adding to all the kids out there, dream the impossible. He would love to stay in F1 and wanted to continue to campaign for change when it comes to human rights, diversity, and environmentalism. And he's going to ignite an army of Hamilton wannabes. Let's play the video. Um, it's going to play. It's fantastic the way he, uh, he calls out to all the young kids. He's going to ignite a whole army, I should think, of uh, Hamilton, uh, you know, wannabe emulators. And uh, he deserves his knighthood. I think he's, he's an exception. He always has been exceptional talent. Um, but it's uh, incredible what he's achieved this year. It's not been a good year for most of us on the planet, but it's been a pretty good year for Lewis. It really has. And as you say, he's become now more than just an exceptional sportsman. Um, he has now become a, 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 a voice for yeah. communities around the world and a campaigner. Yes, I think from his, his lofty heights, where it is, that it's in his achievements in Formula One, I mean, he's had the opportunity to see the world and see Formula One in the context of the world Formula and all World the issues Champion, in the world. And, uh, Damon uh, whereas uh, a lot of drivers, BBC I think, sometimes just see Formula One as the world. And uh, Formula One does that itself. So Lewis has really kids. kind of brought the world into our sport. And uh, I think that that's uh, made waves and it's also awakened Formula One to its potential, really, in, in the world of what it could do, what, it, what messages it can put out and how it can change things. And he continues to say he's always been an exceptional talent, but it's incredible what he's achieved this year. It's not been a good year for most of us on the planet, but it's been a pretty good year for Lewis. Borough among those recognized for charity work. Rob Barrow's quest of M of M N D. But before we get to that, let's get to the real Lewis Hamilton story. All right. Let's continue. Lewis. Hamilton set the world on fire on his very first serious run in formula in a Formula One car. At Silverstone in September 2006, a 21-year-old Hamilton was given an evolution test by McLaren as the test partnered by his promotion to F1 the following year. McLaren's then race driver Pedro de la Rosa was there as a benchmark. The engineers were preparing the car knew Hamilton had talent. The team had been supporting his career for the past eight years, but they were accepting him like most other drivers to need time to adjust to the extreme demands of a Grand Prix car. They were wrong. After a couple of familiar 
Franz Hamilton was given a set of new tires. Immediately he was matching De La Rosa's tires. Just looking at the data for a couple of seconds, De La Rosa recalls, he, I realized we had a massive problem. Me and all the other drivers on the grid. When I saw the strength of Lewis, I realized this guy is on a different level. The first, the team, the test team reported back to the factory that Hamilton was incredible. And before long, his place in the team for 2007 as teammate to double world champion Fernando Alonso was confirmed it was says Miss Martin Wetmarsh McLaren's chief executive officer at the time one of the easier decisions Formula One's greatest debut season allowed followed Hamilton was unlucky not to win the title but made amends a year later as one of the most dramatic finales in supporting his sporting history made him at the time. The youngest ever F1 world champion. Year after year, Hamilton has gone on producing numbers that have been carved into F1 legend jaw-dropping qualifying laps and remarkable race drives continuing through the campaigns with McLaurin and his later moves to Mercedes where he was not where he has not only dominated on track for the past seven years but put but become a global icon with a crunch far beyond his sport there have been a few controversies along the way too. According to many of those who have shared the journey with him, Hamilton is fair, generous, respectful, honest, and honorable, but also ruthless, focused, and self-obsessed, and ultra-competitive, insular and intense, but also warm, open. And now he is the most successful driver in the history of F1. He broke Michael's Kempster's record of 91 wins last month, has equaled the Germans' records of seven world champions, and has every chance of adding an eighth next year. This is how he did it. Like any other, Hamilton's road to unpredicted success started at Ray's house, an amusing little goat cart track tucked between a market distribution and a nature reserve at the junction of two railway lines just off. The ten eighteen in her Hartford Hartfordshire. It was there Hamilton went aged eight with his father Anthony and a second hand cart and took his first step onto the motorsport ladder. He immediately stood out, not only because he was good and he was but because he did not look any other of the other kids he was racing. Motor racing, like many other sports that require financial inputs or attract the wealthier members of society, is a truly undiverse Formula One had never had a black driver. Hamilton's family were neither wealthy nor white. His grandparents came to the UK from the Caribbean island of 
are made bed in the 1950s. Anthony grew up in West London, married a white woman, Carmen, and they had Lewis in, in January 1985, in the in, in January 1985, but, split, but split up when he was two. Anthony lived in a council house in for the railway and he took on extra jobs to supplement his income to find the money to support Lewis racing, selling double glazing, washing dishes, putting up for sale boards, race date agents and so on. I had to buy a trailer to put the go-kart on. Uh, Spare tires and this, that, and the other. Anthony Recon. The credit cards were all mixed up. Mixed up. Money was not the only problem. That head melted were usually the only black people at races. They were there was racial abuse. The first time it happened, young Hamilton told the BBC at the time. I felt really upset and told my mom and dad. I felt like I needed to get revenge, but lately, if anyone says anything to me, I just ignore them and get them back on the track. Each 10, Hamilton became the youngest ever winner of the British Cadet Card Championship. That year in 1995, he attended the Autosport Awards. The motorsport industry and the season shit. He walked up to Ron Dennis, the boss of McLaren, introduced himself and said, One day I want to be racing your cars. Three years later, after Hamilton had won his second British car championship, Dennis signed him up to. Mark Lyons driver development program, which Marsh was put in charge of overseeing Hamilton's career. She had this youthful, naive, warm personality about him. He wanted to make it, which Marsh recalls. Hey, you can't just come in here. I'm doing a podcast. Man, don't worry. Oh, I'm just doing something else. Sorry, listeners, not to see that. Anyways, let's continue. With Marsh recalls, I don't know whether I w- could have said back then that he was yeah, going to be a multiple world champion. You just saw that he was really a likable kid who came from a modest background. He had a pretty pushy He wasn't arrogant or cocky. He there were a, there are a few things he's done in his life where from a fair afar you think oh god Lewis but he actually he's not bad. He's got a sincerity about him. That lad came up and you thought there's something here. It's got to be worth a punch. Before long, success started to come, but not attack fast enough for either Hamilton or his father. Hamilton won the UK Formula Renault Championship in 2003 and after finishing fourth in the Formula 3 Euro Series the following year, he and his father wanted to move straight up to GP2, then the final category before F1. Whit Marsh disagreed. He thought Hamilton would learn more by staying in F3 and dominating the championship in 2005. We had a huge row with Marsh recalls and was accused of ruining his career by holding him back in F3.
By that time, Louis was getting a bit of tractation, and his father felt there were other options in the end. I took the contract out and tore it up. I freed them, I said. I don't want you here under duress. We want to work with you. This is what I really want you to do. If you don't want to do it. It was about six weeks before Lois rang me and we we said. I look back now and think I could have been the person who tore Lois Hamilton's contract up and never got him back. I was so lucky and really. Hamilton did what was asked of him. Dominating European F3 in 2005 before moving up to GP2 in 2006 and driving one of the most impressive seasons the championship. Known as Formula 2 has ever seen F1 Oh, who had joined McLaren for 2007 after winning two consecutive titles with Renault was unimpressed when he was told his new teammate would be the Novartis. Which Moises Fernando was well. Why are you? Why are we doing that? If we're doing, if we're going to try to win the championship, we don't need a kid in the car. We need someone experienced. I need a strong teammate. We don't need a rookie. But it turned out to be a quite different story. What followed was a dramatic tumultuous season in which arguably the strongest ever pairing up to put together and put in, I mean, put together in F1 came close to tear, tearing up McLaren apart. Part 2 taking part and taking over. Hamilton was on the podium for the first time nine consecutive and won his seventh. The Italian media took to calling him Alvinano, the phenomenon at McLaren. The tension was rising. As the man who ended Scott McHugh's domination of F1 with Ferrari also had established himself as the sport's leading driver. Although it wasn't in his contract, the Spanard felt his status demanded he be McLaren's team leader and designated championship contender Hamilton had other ideas at the first race of the season Alonso qualified second and Hamilton fourth but at the start of Hamilton pulled a move that set the tone for what was to come he passed his teammates around the outside of the first corner and went confidently ahead of him for two thirds of the race. In the end, Alonso um, finished second behind Ferrari's Kimi Raikkonen, with Hamilton third. But the kid had left a huge impression. It and it just kept growing. He turned out to be the best rookie there has ever seen, says Paddy Louis, then McLaren's technical director, because actually more remarkable, almost then seven championships and the most wins. His first half season is just the most extraordinary in history. Hamilton first led the championship after the fourth of the season, after taking it away from Alonso at the Spinner's home Grand Prix.
the problem that led to the team unraveling began at the next racing Monaco. Um, Alonso dominated the race from pole, building a sizable lead over Hamilton. After both drivers made their final pit stop, Alonso backed up to cruise to the end. Both had been told to be aware of overheating the but Hamilton close up to his teammates and started pressuring him with a one two in the back and no prospect of Hamilton passing along so the team ordered Hamilton to slow down. He refused and after the race made a point of revealing his disgruntlement to the world. It started to go wrong there, with Marsh says. Lewis should have been on that occasion heeded the instruction of the team not to take excessive risk. But uh, in fairness to him, he hadn't had a win at the stage and he was hungry to have one. If he had the sergeant instructional bear, he wouldn't be... Lewis Hampton, who won seven world championships, would he? Hamilton's maiden win did follow soon after in dominant situation at the very next race in Canada. Through that long term summer, the advantage swung back and forth between him and Alonso with Ricky Con and his Ferrari teammate Felipe Massa also in the mix for the championship adding to the pressure a title took place against the political drop backdrop of the spy guns in which McLaren's chief designer had been found in possession of 780 pages of confidential Ferrari technical information the next flash flood was the Hungarian Grand Prix. What was meant to happen was for Alonso to run the first on track ahead of Hamilton during qualifying. McLaren had been alternating which of their drivers would benefit from a complex 2007 relating to fuel. And Alonso's turn. Instead, Hamilton went out ahead and refused to repeat requests over the radio to let Alonso fall. This put Alonso at a disadvantage in the fight for a pole. Alonso worked out what was going on and made sure he came into the pit first before the final lap. As Alonso's new tires were being fitted, Hamilton was waiting behind for this. With the work quickly finished, Alonso then held his car. Having calculated how long he would need to be block Hamilton to make sure he wouldn't be able to start his final lap. With when he was certain Hamilton was out of time, only then he did pull away. All hell break loose. Dennis threw his headphones down in disgust and went over to remonstrate to his Alonso's trainer, who he wrongly believed was involved. The drivers were called to the stewards, who also received a visit from Anthony Hamilton. Alonso was given a five place grid penalty. The next morning, still furious, Alonso met Dennis, a threat and threatened to go to the FIA with information pertaining to the Spygate case, um, lest the team disadvantages Hamilton in the race. Alonso later withdrew the threat, but it was too late, his relationship with McLaren was now ivericably broken. 
A contract that had been meant to run for three years would be terminated by Manchester contract at the end of the year. Lewis didn't cooperate with the teamwork Fernando and that was straightforward disobey which Marsh says he intentionally wanted to win. When thinking about a driver hiring a daughter as I do, I think I would I be happy for my daughter to bring him home if I the answer was yes, he would say, okay, I don't think I want to sign him. He wanted a driver to who if your daughter brought them home, you'd think, oh God, she's going to get hurt because they're so selfish and self-possessed. As much as I love Lewis to death, would I be happy for my daughter to bring him home? No. As part of the complex equation of challenge intensity, focus, they often have a, to have a bit of ruthlessness. Lewis has that and he had that and he was bloody young. Would he be any different today? Probably not. That was it. Just bloody minded. Hamilton won that race, but finished up the podium in both Turkey and Belgium, either side of the second place behind Alonso in Italy. A village win in Japan, torrential rain that caused Alonso to crash, and that Hamilton went to the pond penultimate race in China for the chance of clinching the title in his debut season. Instead, Nick Lurid got just got it wrong. In Whitmarsh's world, Hamilton led from pole on a drying track, but the team left him out for too long on one tie years. When he was finally called into the pits, tires down to the canvas. He slid off the track in the pit lane and was pitched in a gravel trap, breaking him. But one from Alonson that left Hamilton leading the championship by four points from Alonson, seven from Rico Cohen. Going into the decider in Brazil in, in October 2007. It should have been enough, but Hamilton stops this thing.
video. Sorry, unfortunately, the video will not play, I think, but let's continue. Several sporting names have earned their place on the honors list through charity work, with their contributions during the coronavirus pandemic recognized. Bureau, who made 493 appearances for Leeds finals, was diagnosed with modern urine, disease in 2019, two years after retiring from playing. With the support of his former club and the rugby league community, the 38-year-old has spent the last year working to raise awareness of the degenerative condition which affects how nerves in the brain and spinal function. Also recognized for his charity work is former junkie champion who fought cancer to win the Grand National of Albanti in 1981. The 72-year-old inmate of CBE for his work with the champ with the Bob Champion Cancer Trust. Which he founded two years after his spiritual win. I'm so proud, Champion said, but really it's for the Bob Champion Cancer Trust. And all the people involved in it, the award is for them. Really, not just men. In, in rugby union, new former player Matt Hampson has been appointed an. OBE after founding the Madison Foundation. The 36-year-old were paralyzed from the neck down in 2000 following an accident in training and set up his foundation to offer support to others who have suffered catastrophic sporting injuries. Will Wilson Wilson, Formula One driver for services to motorsport, commander of the most excellent order of <laughs> the British Empire, Luke Mark Maggie Carver, Labour Course Association chairman for services to sports and to the media sector, Bob Champion, former jockey and founder of Bob Champion Cancer Transfer. Charitable services. Peter Dawson, chief executive and secretary of R&A for services to golf. Offices of the Order of the British Empire. OBE. Brian Barwick, National League chairman for services to sports and broadcasting. Bob Baxter, director of rugby and ex. Their chiefs for services to rugby union. D. Bradbury for Scottish Rugby Union President for services to rugby union. Then Professor Diversity at League UK League at UK Athletes for services to equality and conclusion and diversity in the workplace. Barry Herm. Promoter and Chairman of World Snooker Tour Tour and Professional Darts Corporation for services to sport. Matt Hampson, former rugby union player and founder of Matt Hampson Foundation for Voluntary and Charitable Service. Bill O'Hara, Olympic Sailor for Services to Sailing, Samantha Ordiz, Director of English Federation of Disability Sport for Services to People with Disabilities, Nicholas Rust, Outgoing Chief Executive 
British Horse Racing Authority for seven years horse racing. Members of the Order of the British Empire in brackets MBE. Kevin Action, Chair of the Great Britain Wheelchair Appeal for Services to and to People with Disabilities. Colin Blair, Regional Swimmer Development Manager, Scottish Swimmer for Services to Swimming. Rob Bureau, Former Leeds Rhinos Player. For services to rugby and to monitor awareness during COVID-19. Gillian Coltart, former England captain for services to football. Alan Curtis, former Swansea and Wales forward for services to Welsh football. Susan Davis, vice president of athletes. Supporters Club for Services to Athletics. Robert Dick, head of coach of Scottish Disability Bowls for Services to Disability Sports. Katie Dub, former England hockey player, Services to Hockey. Emma Evans, goal ball coach, player, and referee for Services to Goal Ball and to Athletes with. Usually impairments. Don Flower from Flower's former Wolves and England midfielder for services to football. Jimmy Greaves, former Tottenham and England soccer for services to football. Damien, chief executive of the Rugby Players Association for services to rugby. Union and the Kelsey British Billy Jean King Cup Captain for Services to Tennis, Dini Maroney, Chief Operating Officer of England and Wales Cricket Board for Services to Sports, Martin Rand, Chair of the Special Office of the Special Olympics. For services to people with intellectual disabilities. David McGowan, former Olympic rower for services to sports and to recall cancelization in Northern Ireland. John McGuinness, Myrtle Cyclist for services to Cycle Racing, Michael Neal, Chairman of Henley Conjures for Services to Rugby League, a community in Haley and to charity during the COVID-19 pandemic. Nigel Payne, former Chair of Professional Jockeys Association for Services to Force Racing to Charity, particularly during the COVID-19 response. Andrew, former World Squash Federation Chief Executive for Services to Squash. John Simons, Captain of Exterior Ships for Services to Rugby Union. Paul Thorgood, Chief Executive Officer of Football Foundation for Services to Football. Chad Hapindin, Director of Legal British. Olympic Association. This for services to sport during the COVID-19 response. Brendan Warburton, head coach at Sheffield City Amateur Boxing Club for services to boxing and to the community in Charlotte, Sheffield. Bob Wyatt Parson. Cross Amateur Boxing Club for services amateur boxing and to the young people in Parson Cross Sheffield. Bound for Shirley, Charles Shrewsbury Town Football Club for services to the Q 
to the community in Burton's land, buying for services to cricket and to diversity. Deborah May Crane Head Church at Burton Gymnastics for services to gymnastics and to young people in Burton for Oxford Sophie Dennett for services to amateur athletes in Scotland. Sharon Gill for services to kickboxing and to young people in Bristol. Evelyn Graham for services to badminton and to the community. I think that's enough for today, but I will continue. Thanks for listening. Bye. That's all for part two. Check out part three soon. Coming soon.